Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. That's right, that's it's right. It's going to be us. We can drink and talk shit as much as we want. Nobody can say anything to us. D.L. Hughley, Uncut. Hey, now, welcome to D.L. Hughley, Uncut. I am, uh, of course, D.L. Hughley. I'm Jasmine Sanders. And I'm Jeff. Brown. It takes him a long time to even say it's goddamn. Because he's got to think about it. He's got to connect Christ. those dots. Yeah. It's um, that big. <laughs> uh, it, it's very interesting to me that the more things change, the more uh, uh, that they stay the same. Fresh off of celebrating um, George Floyd and the verdict there, we're again mm. greeted with the news that um, deputies in uh, Andrew Brown Jr. shooter in Elizabeth City, North Carolina, were justified. Justified. I, I, I'll say this. It's interesting to me how many times we've heard uh, a, that phrase or similar ones. And um, even with George Floyd, initially the uh, prosecutor said there was nothing to see there. Um, with Ahmaud Arbery, three prosecutors said there's nothing to see there. And oftentimes it's because the public hasn't seen the video. Right. Sure. When the public see, a matter of fact, in, in Ahmaud Arbery, it was his lawyer, the defense lawyer, those three men, who said, we'll just show the video of, of them killing niggas and nobody will be It'll upset. It'll exonerate us. It'll be fine. Wow. So it, it's interesting how they want us to take their word in an arena that uh, that a video uh, recorder is only uh, present because we don't trust you. Correct. Sure. So sure. so I think, and, and then judges get involved and who can see what. So they let the family see 18 minutes of the video, but they're two hours. I was going to say, but it was two hours long. And, and even at that, initially, they didn't want the family to see anything. Exactly. So sure. I've never known police officers to not want to show you when they have evidence that exonerates them. They, they, there's no reticence there at all to show. If I see one more police officer giving, uh, playing basketball in the hood Bruh. or giving Christmas presents away, how about pilling one of your fucking friends off somebody getting ass with? How about it? Mm. I don't give a damn how well you pop lock. How well do you stop your partner right. from popping? How about that? And it's it's just, and um, Ricky Schroeder, he's a dickhead. Oh, my oh, God. Yeah. They should have stu- shuffled them silver spoons of his ass. He's did a you fucking see? asshole. But, you know, I will say this shortly after that. I don't know the timing of it, but Costco did make the announcement that, you know, of course, depending on the state rules, you would not have to wear a mask well, so, in their facility. Right. So, so Ricky Schroeder, you can't get meth from uh, Costco. No. You can't, I'm sure you can't right. get methamphetamines from Costco. For you no. you got to go. No. That, uh, no. Who? You, you, you but don't be in. mean to the worker. He was doing his job. I don't know how he ended up like any white dude with bangs and their kid. I don't trust him when they get older. Yeah. I, swear, I swear to God, he didn't even look like himself when I saw the he video. He didn't even look like, like a Who is that guy? He looked like well, he did. He looked like he was. He, let's, Rough uh, times, man. Well, I, 
Um, and what's happening in Gaza, I'll just say this, uh, the Israeli-Palestinian, it's not a conflict because uh, when, you know, hundreds of people are dead, generally it's, it's like 12 Israelis and a couple of hundred Palestinians. I hate that our foreign policy is guided by evangelicals here because they believe that uh, Jews have to be in, in the Holy Land or Jesus Correct. won't come back. And, 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 and everything is based on their notion of that idea. And I'll just say this. I think it's crazy to sit idly by and let these things happen when we're supposed to be basically the referee of the world. And we kind of go, well, sure, because let we have some uh, religious zealots that we let them kind of decide what foreign policy is. Right. We let we just stand by and watch this great pumpkin massacre. Right. And, it's a, and I don't understand what you call it when people are dying in disproportionate numbers. I don't know what else to call it, but I will say this. It is to our great lament that we are sitting there uh, pretending like we want a two-state solution, but we're not being involved at all. Like we just kind of go, oh, why don't y'all play nice? It, it ultimately, is this. If we want a two-state solution, solution, we have to recognize that members of both of those states are human beings. Mm. Absolutely. We've got involved with a lot of other places for less. Right. So, I mean, and then we, this is the thing. We blow up buildings uh, uh, and making rocks and give them more rocks to throw at people. This thing could be over if y'all stop making rocks. Welcome back to DL Uncut. Our next guest is an award-winning actor, best-selling author, philanthropist, and the creator of the cryptocurrency, the Black Wall Street. Please welcome Hill Harper. <laughs> What's up, Big Daddy? Hey, hey. Hey, hey, man. How you doing? I wore a hat because I thought you were going to be wearing a hat. <laughs> no, I'm tired of people thinking I'm bald. I'm like, hell no. I'm, I'm just, I still got it. Last time I saw him, I think the last time I hung out with you, he was whipping my ass in golf at Calabasas. So I, oh, wow. I, I, I you whipped him like that? <laughs> yeah, he did. He oh, did, actually. No, no. I mean, between him and Anthony Anderson and Sam Jackson, you can't even get a tea time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's true to that. That is oh, absolutely true. We're trying to solve the racial wealth gap on our platform, and these guys spend so much money on green fees. They could have solved <laughs> <laughs> well, now that well, well, well there's the show. Well, Thank you so it. much, Joe Harbor. <laughs> you um, you have a degree from Harvard, from Brown. You like you have like nine degrees, like it's some honorary nine degrees. Um, you are a uh, award-winning um actor, a best-selling author. Mm-hmm. So fuck it, why don't you just do the interview and we'll check back in in about fifteen minutes. You you do it, you do it. So you know what's what's crazy is I was sitting at at Howard's graduation one one night. At, and, you know, got invited, got an honorary doctor from Howard. And I was sitting next to Vernon Jordan. Oh, wow. Our great right. black leaders. Right. Uh, God rest He just passed, soul. right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. He just passed. And, and I said, Mr. Jordan, it's just such an honor to meet you. And I said, you know, you're getting an honorary doctorate. I'm getting an honorary doctorate, you know. And I said, how many, I just hate to ask you, said, how many honorary doctorate degrees do you have? Because I know you got a gang of them. And he said, Hill. I'm embarrassed to say I got 89 honorary <laughs> Wow. Like, how many you have? I said, this is my seventh. This is my seventh. I felt pretty, pretty good about it until right. I heard you got 89. 89 so now yeah. I know. Yeah. So I got one. Well, I was going to say, I mean, ask DL how many he has. Yeah. Yeah. One. Yeah, one. How many do you have? One. One from, um, from uh, Columbia. 
School of Broadcasting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Columbia School of Broadcasting. Oh, not Columbia University. Yeah. No, and that's no, not no, a no. joke. That's for real. No, 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 no. I just say Columbia. I shortened it up. But, you know, it's, it's, it's still on Sunset Boulevard. I know that. <laughs> um, I hear the phrase financial literacy uh, all of the time. And I'm I'm always because I I never quite understand. Is it just learning how to spend money? Is it learning how to invest money? Is it learning how to make money? What is what would your estimation of financial well, literacy be? So so financial literacy is the beginning of the journey in in my mind. You know I wrote I wrote this book right here ten years ago, mm-hmm. um, wealth cure. The idea was how do we cure the wealth gap? You know and and what do we do? And and so. It starts with financial literacy because you got to learn first. You got to get educated first, sure. and then it moves to. In my mind, the journey is you move to financial capacity, and we want to build financial capacity among people, family, communities, etc. Right. And then you get to financial empowerment. Right. So financial literacy is just the beginning of learning. Right. What do you do with your money? Most of us have never been taught money, right? right. In, in school, they teach you math K to twelve, but they don't teach you money. Right. And I would argue mm. that you know my son's five years old. His ability to understand his relationship to money is going to impact him more than his ability to do long, long division. Right. And I wish they taught more money than math, but that's where we come in. We got to teach money. We got to teach financial literacy first and then grow from there. I think that the school, the educational uh, paradigm shifted. And, uh, uh, well, I think the practicality of the American, uh, education shifted and the educational system has not the, the, the three R's, are not as applicable as they once were. And oh. I think that there's so many things that are more nuanced than that. You, um, I, I think that uh, one of the things that is interesting, we talked about, you have a lot of degrees and you've gone to a lot of college and you've, you're, you're, learn, you're an area that dude. So one of the keys to some semblance of financial literacy has to be education, right? No doubt. It starts with education, but at, at the end of the day, education unapplied means nothing. Right. Right. That's why right. you got, got all these cats with Ivy League degrees, but they're not actually doing anything right. for people in the community. So what difference does it make? Right. If, you, if you're not able to actually create change and actually impact people's lives, what's the use of a Harvard degree? Right. In, in my, we have to deal with the wealth gap right now in our country and if we're not dealing with it then then to your point dl financial literacy doesn't matter because we miss the manufacturing age we miss the industrial age and now we are missing out on the technological age too so uh, we've missed all of those and i think that to your point we're not going to have we're going to be having this conversation 30 40 years later if we don't find a way to kind of uh uh you know be a part of of because if you want to be wealthy right now um, that is, that's not, that's, that's standard and poor. You got to, you have, that's, you, you, there, there are things that we need to do. But I think one of the things, I was talking to one of my frat brothers, and the funniest thing is the aptitude at what pe- people attract, if you're able, if you're an athlete, you show any level of athletic prowess and you're a black person, you can go to the finest school, prep schools in the country. If you have right. shown any level of, but show academic aptitude, it's harder to come by. Like yes. we're, we're allotted yeah. for our physical prowess, never for our academic prowess. And one of the things we do have to do is learn how to learn. Absolutely. But, but to me, I go back to any of these social justices. You can't have social justice without economic justice. Right. And so all the things that we talk about, DL, whether you want to talk about education gaps. Right. Whether you want to talk about health care, health gaps that was exposed by COVID, whether you want to talk about incarceration rate, police brutality, any of those things. There's one thing that links all of these communities, marginalized black, brown communities together, 
um, in all these issues, and that's poverty. Right. Yeah. That's the fact that there's little financial foundation in any of these communities. And I truly believe if we start to solve that problem, that's why I put so much into this this app and this digital wallet is because if we can solve the financial foundation problem, right. we can then start to solve these other problems. Right. And, and they kind of will start to soothe, sort themselves out to some degree. But I also think that exactly. once you once you create that, I think it also you talked about education. And but you also mentioned the fact that your son, your five year old son, how much he knows. And I think a big part of it is unlearning the bad relationship that we have with money and what we teach yep. our children. I think that's a big thing. I know I grew up in a house where my mama spent every penny that came in on clothes that she never wore. You know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. and she died that way. And my dad fed into that, which fed into us. And so as I got older, I had to unlearn those bad habits because I didn't want to end up in the same situation. And I wonder how long do you think it will take us to teach our children and the generations after us to not have that bad behavior and that relationship with money? To be honest, I don't think long. And the reason why is because tech offers us the opportunity ah, uh, yeah. to shift our relationship right. to it. And that's why having when we're 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 in this midst of a transformation with regard to money we're moving from fiat or hard money currency to digital currency right 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 in right. that move is where we have this window of opportunity to, to completely change our relationship to money we as black folks have always been taught to work for money but we've never been taught to how, how money can work for us right and we can start to make money work for us in this digital revolution moving from digital currency that's why i'm i need I, that's why educating people about cryptocurrency what i'm doing and about digital currency is so critical because we as a community we get it we've had such a cash mentality right but we get it when we start talking about crypto and digital and right that's why it's an opportunity right you know it's funny i, I knew crips and currency i just didn't know them together i knew a lot of crips <laughs> man but uh <laughs> What, what something it, it all gets back to what, she, what Jasmine was talking about. Uh, it, it, we were raised to survive, never to live. Right. The, the paradigm is shifting now. We, we life is more. The, there, our children have the potential to have a more abundant life, but it does need to be rooted in 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 financial literacy. We have to understand what this means and how to move it. And I I didn't I don't know much about cryptocurrency. I know that a dude tried to pay child support with Bitcoin and shit like, nah, nigga, give me the money. So so what is it? (laughs) (laughs) Right, right, right. What is it? How does it work? And how is it that we can avail ourselves to it? What is it? Because you talked about how we understand it, but how can we make that start to be part of the the literacy that you see say that we need to uh, avail ourselves to? Great question. So this this is what's critical. Folks have to understand cryptocurrency is just one piece of the larger digital currency sure. ecosystem sure. We're, we're walking into. Right. And when I say digital currency, just so people understand what I'm talking about, I'm talking about your Apple Pay. Right. I'm talking about your Venmo. I'm talking about your PayPal. I'm right. talking about your cash. Right. I'm, ta- I'm talking about the idea that um, folks, and the best way I try to make people see it is that folks stop these folks still wear watches, but they don't use their watches to tell time no. anymore. They use this device right. to tell time, right? right. They use, right. They use right. Phone. So watches have become an accessory. Right. The same way watches have become an accessory, your purse, you know, your purse, that Gucci purse, that Prada purse, whatever, you're not going to use that to carry anything in it that you right. use to transfer for good right. services. Right, right, right. That's going to be held in your phone as well, in your digital wallet. Right. It'll be held, you'll either hold dollars digital right, dollars in right. there and you'll pay for things that way 
or you'll hold cryptocurrency right. in there. Right. Your wallet has the ability to hold both, just like your current hard wallet has the ability to hold credit cards and money. Sure. And they both can be used for goods and services. Your digital wallet will hold both fiat, which is which is Physical. Uh, US yeah. dollar. Right. And it's going to hold crypto assets like a Bitcoin or an Ethereum or, or what have you. And so what cryptocurrencies, there's over 9,000, basically 9,200 cryptos out there. The vast majority of them are ripoffs. Right. right? Leave them alone. Right. Leave them alone. Right. The standard is Bitcoin. And the reason why I am so excited about Bitcoin is because Bitcoin has the opportunity to level the playing field. Never before has a money instrument been equal or fair to the black community. What do I mean by that? I mean, the reason why black folks have had trouble building wealth, even though we have $1.2 trillion of spending power, is because the, the institutional in, racism and systemic racism has always stacked the deck against us in capital markets. But I also yeah. think it's great that you know, you've, you've, you're spreading the word about this because also digital, you have to also look at the fact online on social media, everyone's talking about this digital currency and a lot of people don't know what they're talking about. And then you become to get nervous because you don't know what's a scam and what's not. Then Elon Musk says right. something crazy and you're like, OK, wait, now all of a sudden it's lost. You know, I guess it's value and you don't really know what to trust. So how can you figure out like yeah, if 90, the, if not if right. 9000 of other <laughs> scams? then yes. that means that you have to be very judicious. And, exactly. and, and I don't know how you figure out exactly. what it is. You're supposed to. So the best way I explain to people is this. You look at the standard, just like gold. Right. Okay. Right. The gold standard in this country up right. until 1971, the dollar was backed by gold. That's why we right. had Fort Knox. Right. President Nixon ended the gold standard and now they just can print money, 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 right. money, money. Right. It's right. not backed by anything. Right. And so Bitcoin is the gold standard in crypto. Why? Because there's a finite amount in the, there will only be 21 million total Bitcoin ever mined, right? There's over, I believe there's 48 million millionaires in the world. So there's not even enough Bitcoin for every single millionaire in the world to own one, right. as an example. Right. And so therefore, the scarcity of that asset is going to drive its value up over time. And so what I tell people is you're not buying Bitcoin, you're selling dollars. In other words, the, the, the value of your dollar, every time you go to sleep at night, if you're holding cash... It, it by the time you wake up in the morning, it's worth less. It's purchasing power decreases on right, a daily basis. Right. Like buying a car. Mm -hmm. Right. Like buying a car, buying those Nikes you like to buy. Right, right. Uh -oh. so, so exactly. Buying shoes, sneakers, right, cars, right, and right, those depreciating right. assets. The dollar is a depreciating asset. That's why people who have true wealth put their money into appreciating asset classes. Right. Bitcoin is one of those. Now, there will be short term volatility. And this is why the education piece is critical. Because when people go on the Black Wall Street, and, and they and they start investing in Bitcoin, if they're not educated and they see the price drop 10% like it did two days ago, right. they'll be like, they'll panic. Hill Harper told me right. I was in a sending right. on you. I knew that nigga. Yeah, yeah the letter to a young brother. How come he didn't put that in there? <laughs> they need to understand that it's a long-term time horizon investment. I'm talking a year, two years, four years. And I promise my people, I promise UDL, I promise everybody, if you put your money, dollar cost average, into Bitcoin on my platform, you will, over the next set of years, be in a significantly better place than if you held it in cash or any other so-called investment. 
Oh, I promise. Mm. Okay. Well, all right. All right. So, so wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let me yeah, hear it again. Hang on now. Hang I heard you yell. I didn't hear Jasmine. I'm scared. I'm professional, and I'm not offering professional investment advice. Right. I, you know, I, I'm giving you, I'm giving you what I do. Right. I dollar cost average into Bitcoin on a daily basis. I figure out what can I afford every day, and I put it in there. That's a, that's why they call it dollar cost averaging. Right. I'm not trying to time the market. Time in the market is more valuable than timing the market. Right. Right. When you talk about Black mm. Wall Street, like your name, even your namesake is named after uh, a, a, a time when we achieved a level of financial success and yeah. independence, and that the system found a way to decimate it. That's just, I mean, yeah. that's what, what you, you're going to go from 36, you're going to go from, in fact, from Los Angeles to Greenwood to, to Oklahoma. What happened there was people, and that's in that day, did what you're talking about now. They invested themselves, they built, but then you had a system. They decided that they weren't that that it wasn't that we're going to take it from you, and they, and they, and they've done it all over. What is to what? How do we ensure that that phenomenon doesn't happen again? Well, it's not going to happen again because that's the beautiful thing about uh, a, an asset like Bitcoin. It's so it's decentralized, and so it's not controlled by any group or bank or institution. Since it's decentralized, that means you can be self-sovereign. means you can hold it yourself. So, for instance, on my platform, Black Wall Street, you go in and buy the Bitcoin on my platform, you get up to a certain amount. I encourage people to take it off and what you call self-custody. You can become your own bank. And that's the power of this technology. That's what's so powerful about it. That's why it's leveling the playing field. You're not going to have to go through Bank of America, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, to make sure that you get access to something that – you can use to exchange for goods and services. You can literally be your own bank mm. and self-sovereignty and decentralization. So you're literally buying your own freedom. It's, it's you're literally a buying your own independence. You're literally all saying to yourself, your own interest wow. in your own wealth, wow. your own sovereignty, wow. and your ability to exchange with each other without going through an intermediary. Right. The intermediary is the one that take the money. Right? Like a church. The table in the Churches table. are intimate. Like, Why like you bring up churches? <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> but for real talk, I'm trying to get the black church into Bitcoin because they won't have to pass the plate if they invest in Bitcoin over time. No, they still well, do it. Don't worry yeah, about that. Still, it. It'll be a digital plate, it. but it'll still be one. I'm always into, you know, every time I've ever talked to you, um, there is a way that you see things. Uh, like I remember talking to somebody and they said in order for Alexander Graham Bell to invent the phone, he had to want to talk to people that weren't even there. And you oftentimes have this quality where you're where you're talking about things that are really kind of out of reach. Like we, we don't really see them. And, you know, we know they're coming, but we don't. How is it that you kind of that in tune? Because I'm, I'm, I'm a fairly bright guy. I just I just don't know how it is. You stay one step ahead of things like that. I mean, I, I, I don't know about that but i do know that i just try to solve problems man i mean that's why we're here and to me if if, there, if there's a problem that's glaring me in the face like the, the condition of black folks in in where we're at whether it's COVID and health disparities or whether it's education disparities and poverty i i, I need to solve it that's why we're here and, and my goal has always been how can i have the most positive impact and have the most legacy which means sustained change and I believe if you can marry impact and legacy together, you've lived a life that's, that's, that's worth it. And, and technology, for the first time, offers us this opportunity to have scaled impact and not go through all these other folks. Because DL, for instance, once this platform is built and the ecosystem is there, I can go to you and say, listen, you don't have to do a show or a comedy show with any 
anybody else. We're going to put up your show directly to the ecosystem of the Black Wall Street. They're going to pay in with their crypto to actually see your show, and they'll pay directly into your wallet on the Black Wall Street. We distribute it on the platform. And, and it takes Disney, Universal, uh, all the different distributing agencies that are taking pieces of it. We can be decentralized and be our own power to distribute content, to, to, to pay for goods and services, and that's where we build real community wealth. It seems wow. It, it's, it's a very simplistic, uh, bright way of looking at things. But if you look at a, 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 a way that things are done, this threatens to destabilize that. This is the game changer for a lot of people. And what has tended to happen is nobody does anything overtly. It's more like Trojan horses. So it's more like people finding a way to infiltrate a system like that and then corrupting yeah. it a little bit. So there is that danger. That is, you know, there is, it, they're not going to just let that much money walk off and, and not make a concerted effort to kind of to, to kind of take it back. So it's amazing. You you must have been sitting in our meeting the other day because there is you're absolutely right. There is no question. We talked about this, that there will be there will be groups of people hiring hackers out of Russia or India to try to hack. You don't have to hack. You can, a lot of black people do it, too. It's a lot. Of, no, I'm, I'm saying it, it, it could be a Trojan. It's not really it, it's not going to have to be the, 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 the biggest. There are people um, um, Their Their goal is never to to watch something change the system. Like we should, we shouldn't be uh, energy. We shouldn't be our, our energy shouldn't rely on such antiquated things. But they do because rich people and very powerful people want to keep it so. And I imagine right. all those entities coming together in a situation like this and doing what they can to corrupt it. So there needs to be a system in place where we understand a the value, but b to protect this resource because uh, they're not going to just. We're a nation of pure consumers. You could literally say, "Nigga, fly my plane," and if you and that could be insulting to you. But if you want to fly, you want to get on that plane. And so right. they are not going to let something like that walk away. So what what things are in place to protect something that we know is is, is fledgling and and it's it's kind of going to be fits and starts? What is what 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 are you kind of doing we, to, we to, to, to mitigate that? Well, number one, to your point, we have to support each other, but also we have to provide value. One of the biggest arguments I've been having with a lot of the investment community because there's a lot of VCs that call and say, "Hey, we want to invest." You know, what's your value prop? You're gonna and you're gonna charge people a membership. You're gonna charge people this. I'm like, no, I, I, this is all we're gonna give up all the value away for free. And they say, well, how can you do that? And I said, well, we're gonna have to eat early on. We're gonna have to eat, uh, eat it. You know, we're gonna have to take losses because I don't want to make the money off the backs of the people. That's the thing. It's like I want to provide value to the people, and that's the difference here. Is that the, the filter, the decision-making matrix, I believe people will rally around something that's good if they understand that there's no there's no side hustle here. Right. This is very transparent. This is like I'm, I've spent my own money to build this platform, to own the tech, to own the IP. This isn't white-labeled. I didn't go to some company and say, hey, I want to license your technology, but you really own the technology. This is a black-owned, developed technology platform that we will own. And then I'm going to open it up to an investment community. I'm going to allow people from the community to be investors. I don't have to go to Silicon Valley to, to get VC money. I can actually do what they call a reg CF and go to the people and say, hey, if you want to put in 250, 300, 500, you can put it and you can be an owner of this platform as well. This isn't for Hill Harper. This isn't Hill Harper. This is for us. And I believe if you build it that way, people will ultimately support it. Sure, there'll be haters and people want to tear it down. But I, I believe, I believe in my people. I believe in the community. I believe um, they've I've never had an opportunity. Like I believe 
that I can't think of a time where a system offered the same thing that we're talking about, not a guarantee, but a spirit of fairness. The most racist thing you can say in America is fair. Because fair means, if you say fair, that means that somebody's taking something from me that I, you're taking my, 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 my advantage from me that I'm this built in that I'm supposed to. Have. I don't care what you do in America. There's a service charge. Uh, there is a, a fee. Okay, there is, fee. there's always, a, it's so expensive to be poor that nobody can Ooh. afford to do it. <laughs> so, exactly. but also with that, they tap into a level of desperation that will give them access uh, to being able to damage something. And, and so I'm, I'm going to invest in what you're talking about because I believe that in, in, in the end, people would rather do something that, that lifts all of their situations up and stop it having hat in hand. But also they have to be aware that they, this is a, this is a, it's, it's, man, we, we buy savings bonds all the time. We put stuff away all the time. We put we buy insurance. For, I remember when we was growing up, your mother paid that insurance man all the time. And these were the way that we thought we were investing. A.L. Williams, we did that like it was going crazy. But this seems to be the, the most uh, real, um, unvarnished way of, of, of investing and doing all the things we talk about. Uh, and, and lifting our own selves up and investing with one another and doing things from a communal standpoint because now we don't have to even be in the same proximity to help each other out. So I, I agree with you. I do caution us to be uh, careful of people um, who will kind of do this thing where they're going to try to be very insidious and say, uh, you know, uh, just like they have bots doing all kinds of things, I think people uh, who have nefarious purposes are going to find their way into this thing. And there's... No, no, no. It's, it's going to be, the, hey, this is a marathon, not a sprint. And there'll be people, there'll be haters, you know, and we're going to iterate over time. Obviously, we're going to add a lot of different things. One of the, you just reminded me, one of the greatest stories I have out of out of the Black Wall Street that I love, and this is about a mindset shift uh, to the earlier point about us shifting our minds. When O.W. Gurley founded the 35 blocks that became the Greenwood District of Black right. Wall Street, he had money. He was a black man with money. But instead of saying, I'm going to have Gurley Grocery, girly apartments where y'all gonna rent for me, girly cinemas and girly this and girly hotels. He said, I believe I will even do better if I can create owners. So I'm gonna build these houses, but sell them and get people loans to own. So ultimately there were 1200 homes and businesses owned in the Black Wall Street. And one of the greatest stories is one of the most successful theaters was right there on Greenwood Avenue. The brother who owned the theater gave a loan to another brother to open up a theater right across the street. Why? Because he felt that the more people that came to Greenwood to see theater in general would elevate everybody. Somehow, we as black folks have been convinced that we are competing with each other, which is just not the case. The way we all win is to support each other's businesses and to uplift each other, and then we all will actually do better than trying to be the only one in the room. Yep. And that yep. has been proven. I mean, even look at that comedy show. You all did that. You, you know, y'all made millions and millions and kajillions of dollars. It was the four of you guys getting together doing it, and 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 not wasn't just like mm -mm, he's my competition. I'm, right. I'm gonna do my own show. Right. I'm gonna do my own right. show. No, no, no. We win when we do stuff together and support each other. Man, I think that's, uh, that's, that's why he's it. got nine honorary degrees. <laughs> I'm just saying. That's it. So it <laughs> starts when ill. It starts when? So well, I'm launching the actual go live of the app, and this is what I'm so excited about. I will be in Tulsa on Greenwood Avenue at the exact time that 100 years before that riot and massacre started. Wow. And that was sundown 
on May 31st. So wow. it gives me chills even talking about it. Right. So it's 7 p.m. Well, if you see niggas with sheets leave and they do it from somewhere else. <laughs> Say, wait a minute. Make sure they have having to sell on Tiki Torch, you play boy. Oh, my God. It's digital. It's digital. Oh, yeah. It's the whole thing. Okay. It's the Black Wall Street. Thank you so much, Joe Harper. Appreciate you so much. Thank you. Thank you. I'm very serious about that. Thank you, man. We're gonna. I'm definitely going to admit. Thank you, man. Thank you.